first hour of the program, we touched on the fact that if you um, call Air Canada to complain about their reservation system, this is what you're going to hear. Air Canada has recently introduced a new reservation system, and call volumes are significantly higher than normal. Due to current volumes, I apologize that we are not able to place you on hold at this time. Well, not even your wait time is longer than normal. It's not, your wait time is not possible. It's not possible that we'll ever get to you in your lifetime. So, bye. It's in French and in English, just to add just more pain. Because if you speak both languages, you're going to hear it twice. If you don't speak English, you're going to have to wait and sit through it and then listen to the French version. It could be the French version comes first. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you have to hit uh, plus du or hit one. How come he says, I apologize, and then he says, we can't put you on hold? Whose fault is it? Well, he's sorry that they and the people he works with are causing this problem, I guess. It's confusing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of confusing, there's a new compensation rules for delayed flights. They will start this Sunday. This is the second half of your uh, passenger rights bill, I believe. And on Sunday, December 15th, new federal rules mandate compensation for delayed and canceled flights that uh you know in our country now to get the any the skinny the any inside and the out on this we are joined on the line by ian jack he's vice president of public affairs and spokesperson for caa let's get to sunday and the new rules that come into play uh, apparently not every flight will be uh covered what's the inside well, information no, on this uh, every flight will be covered it depends on the circumstances for the delay though right and uh, by the way it does apply to all flights going in or out of other countries as well from canada so it's not just domestic it's your caribbean vacation your european uh, vacation or whatever as well but what they've done with this new system is carve out a couple of uh, exceptions for the airlines that are pretty broad and to some extent they're kind of fair maybe for the airlines but to some extent we're all going to have to watch really closely and the regulators going to have to watch really closely to make sure that they're not abusing these exceptions exception number one yeah biggie in canada weather so if there's a blizzard and Pearson is shut down, they're not going to owe you compensation. They're not going to have to write you a check for the fact that you were delayed. Well, that I'll makes sense. To... Sure. So, yeah, people can make up their own mind on that one. Uh, it's true that it's not the carrier's fault if there's a blizzard and Pearson has to shut down for two hours. Right. The other one, a um, bit more loophole as far as we're concerned, it says that if there's a mechanical problem with the plane and it can't take off, They don't owe you any compensation. Now, on the surface of it, that sounds fair. And indeed, we don't want to be incenting the airlines to take off with a rusty bolt somewhere, you know, that could come flying off midair. Safety first. Um, However, who determines that there's been a mechanical problem with the plane? Well, it's going to be the carrier, right? So people are going to have to kind of watch this for themselves and decide whether they want to file a complaint with the regulator, which is called the CTA, the Canadian Transportation Agency. You can look them up online um, and say, no, you know what? I don't think there was a mechanical problem. And I'll give you a super quick example, an anecdote that uh, I have from a fellow hockey dad from a couple of years ago. He was tracing relatives that were passing through Pearson on the way out to Winnipeg. Uh, Flight gets canceled for mechanical problems, according to Air Canada. This is about a year ago. But this guy's a bit of a geek. 
geek, and he's he's a real geek because he's got this app where you can trace the tail fins of planes, and the tail fins don't change. The uh, you know AC four 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 that changes the flight number, but not okay. the tail fin. Anyway, same plane takes off an hour later to Heathrow. So there wasn't a mechanical problem with that the, the flight to Winnipeg. There was probably a mechanical problem with a different plane. They swapped out the planes for business reasons. They'd rather go to Heathrow and make more money than go to Winnipeg, right, as a carrier. But the people going to Winnipeg were left holding the bag. So there's, uh, sorry, a a 30-second anecdote example. No, but that's uh, a good, now here's what I'm thinking is how do we get a hold of that app? Uh, Well, you can download the app. Those apps are available. And what's the Um, app called? Do you know? No, I don't off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Because that would be handy to have. You know. You know, I mean, tail fin tracker. I think okay. you can probably find it. So for sure, but again, there, there's so so we don't want to incent the airlines to take off with a plane that's got a, a real mechanical problem. Sure. On the other hand, if they say, you know what, it wasn't a mechanical problem, and there isn't a blizzard, they're going to owe everybody on that plane uh, hundreds of dollars potentially. And so there's also a financial incentive for the carrier not to say. You know, to say that it was a mechanical problem or to say that it was a weather delay. I mean, there's other examples anecdotally. You know, they're told, oh, your flight to, to Chicago is canceled because of weather. You pull out your weather app, it says it's like 20 and sunny or something. So, you know, these things can happen, right? And sometimes it's just misinformation between the front line, the carrier, um, and the control center or whatever. But uh, we've been giving this new system about a 7 out of 10, We, you know, as a grade. And the reason for that is because we have to get the thing up and running as it will be as of Sunday. And then just watch the carriers, and I don't mean to pick on one in particular, watch them all to make sure that they're living up to the spirit of these rules, which is that if it's a real mechanical problem, fair enough, you shouldn't be taken off with one engine or whatever, right? But um, we got to make sure that, that it is a real mechanical problem. Uh, the regulator says they're going to be, uh, you know, uh, enforcing this. They're going to be watching, but it's going to be up to all of us as travelers to call BS maybe from time to time to file a complaint because then the uh, regulator can go in and demand record. So this is verifiable, right? Um, airlines have to file with Transport Canada every time there's a mechanical problem. So there's going to be a paper trail if there really was one. Right. And so it is up to uh, Transport Canada to make sure that they are also watching to make sure this is legitimate. Yeah, the government more broadly, uh, for sure, because uh, there's this other agency involved too, uh, the CTA that I mentioned. But um, absolutely. But um, as with all you know, good refunds and guarantees and whatnot in life, it's also up to us as um, as passengers to kind of police it a little bit ourselves. Yeah, airlines caught violating the new regulations apparently face up to $25,000 in fines per violation. Now, how it breaks out for us is that uh, the major airlines like Air Canada, WestJet, Air Transat, Sunwing, they have to pay between $400 and $1,000 for a flights yeah. when they're delayed. Depends on the, yeah, depends on the length of the delay. By three or more hours, there, yeah. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, listen, these are really good new protections that we never had before, so I don't want to clamp on them too much. This, In our view, it's a major step forward. Um, we didn't have a system in Canada before. The EU and the U.S. have had comparable systems for a decade, and we've fallen really behind here. So, Why do you, you think know, that you know, is? Just because our, we tend to be more Canadian and, meh, I'll do, you know, <laughs> we don't demand well, much? We're apologizing you know for the fact that we're in the way still? So I think there's a little bit of that, and I think there's a little bit in this country, at least, of uh, deference to big companies, which I guess you could call a Canadian trait, too, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think the government really wants to make sure that there's Canadian airlines. And what the airlines will do, as any regulated industry does in Ottawa, is they go in and they say, well, that might be a good idea, this thing you're proposing, but you know it'll cost us money. We might have to cut back on flights, and, you know, we don't make much money as it is, and yada, yada, yada. 
that tends to be a pretty effective lobby. Uh, this time, it wasn't. And again, we on that basis, we give the government kudos for going ahead with this thing anyway. It would have been easy just not to do it and continue not to have a system. Uh, now we do. We just need to make sure it's going to work properly. And for that to happen, it has to actually be up and running so we can watch it in action. Right? And we have and, to be proactive you know, as well as, as clients, right? Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, but yes, we do. Um, uh, because we need to watch and make sure they're not going to try to take advantage of some of these uh, some of these loopholes. Um, I mean, this system also says, for instance, that they have to uh, seat an adult with a child with their child at no extra charge. There was a lot of static about that a couple of years ago because one of the ways the carriers are trying to make more money these days, and if you've been on a plane, you've noticed it, is now everything's extra, including selecting your seat, right? And but should you have to select two seats and pay maybe a hundred bucks just so you can sit next to your son or daughter who's four years old on a plane? Um, no, you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> and now you're not going to have to. They're going to have to make uh, that available to people at uh, at no extra charge. And you have one year to file a claim uh, following your flight delay. Yes. The airline has yeah. 30 days then to issue a cash payment or explain why the compensation isn't warranted. And I will say that these rules also mandate that the airline have to inform their pos- passengers. But, you know, they're going to do that on a website or itineraries. But it's not going to be in anything other than the fine print. Because, well, as you so- say, it's not it's not to their benefit to let us know what the rights are. No, but I think in the early going, they're going to have to uh, look like good boys and girls because they are obviously going to be watched in the early going. Um, the government did mandate something pretty pretty smart, uh, which is that every single itinerary and your receipt and everything else has to have a paragraph in there that says you've got new rights. Click here for more information, right? And more than that, what we wanted in this thing, and we lobbied for this for like five straight years in a little while, uh, was to make sure there's a one source you can go to. So now there's like one government website you can go to to look up your rights because we talk about people being under intense time pressure. You're at the airport, oh, sure. your flight's canceled. And you're like, oh, crap, I've got a wedding, a funeral to get to, a, you know, a cruise. That's a beach to, to lie on. Hours, a beach, whatever it is, you know. And so you tend just to take the first thing they offer you, right? Because uh, you just don't know and you just want to get on your way. Well, maybe you were, off, you, you were owed a lot more. So the, rule, the, the airlines always used to have their own rules, but they truly weren't. Buried, buried, buried. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we, when we went looking at this four or five years ago, one of the carriers, we found their rules for what you'd be owed six layers down in their website in a PDF of a legal document. So good luck to you on your phone at the airport. And that's the image we kept bringing back to the people writing these laws. Imagine somebody standing at the counter. They should be able to pull out their phone and in one or two minutes look up and say, well, wait a minute, it says here, you're supposed to give me $600. I don't want the Timbits coupon. Ian, I have a quick question. If you accepted compensation at the, uh, you know, your airport desk at the airport, uh, would you then be waiving your rights to any other compensation? If you found out they didn't give you enough, do you know? Uh, No, you wouldn't be. You could still file a claim afterwards. Um, But, I mean, I think it's important that people... Take a timeout. Now, see, the timeout used to be like 30 minutes, and good luck to you. You probably wouldn't find it. You'd have to be a sleuthing journalist such as yourself, right, to be super good <laughs> at looking stuff up super fast, right? Um, now, everybody should be able to look it up pretty quickly on their phone and know what their rights are. Um, and, uh, you know, I was passing through Heathrow a year or two ago, and at every single check-in counter, they had a little card pasted that said you got rights, check this URL. Okay, right. good to know. And so hopefully and we follow the, suit here. That's one of the things they're supposed to be rolling out here as well. And that's going to really help people, we think. All right, Ian, thank you very much for giving us the inside and the out of the new rules that will come into effect on Sunday. I appreciate your time.
Oh, thank you, Kelly. Thanks for your interest. Take care. Have a great day. I love a guest with a sense of humor. Ian Jack, Vice President of Public Affairs and Spokesperson for CAA.